they gave us our locker and in our locker had six pairs of shoes, shirts, pants, and shorts. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Kind of try on the shirt, make sure it all fits. And then after it fits, I'm like, okay, great. And then the noble representative who was helping me was like, okay, we'll go get your stuff. And then they come back and bring two huge duffel bags, just full of noble stuff. So I was like, I'm content with what was in the locker. But then they just blew my expectation away with all of the duffel bags full of clothes, shoes, everything. It was amazing. A hat and bathing suits and fanny pack, right? I mean. Everything. And I was like, I don't even know what to wear because I have so many options. So leaving that, getting my clothes, I went back to my hotel room, laid it all out on the bed, just kind of took my classic picture and was just couldn't even fathom how we get this much notebook stuff. It was amazing. In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up and part of The Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkgear.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles. You can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkgear.com. Use Clydesdale15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and you may be our next winner. Up Before You Coffee. They are an amazing coffee. It is delicious, has different little notes of chocolate and things like that. Um, And it's really clean and crisp uh, when you drink it in the morning. Uh, But they have a light roast. Uh, They also have a medium roast, as you can see there. Um, We are so excited about the sponsorship. Uh, If you use Clydesdale 20, all caps, Clydesdale 20, you can get 20% off your order. Just go to upbeforeyou.com and uh, order your coffee. It's delicious. You'll love it. So we are here with America's Darling from the 2021 Noble CrossFit Games, um, Ariel Lowen. And if you guys did not see our last episode, Ariel was a competitive athlete from 2014 to 2018, where she competed at regionals and just missed the games uh, once or twice, 
um, but never got to the games and decided to retire in 2018. She then uh, started a family. And about a year ago, someone came to her and said, you know what, you really have what it takes uh, to maybe take a shot at this thing. And I'm not sure she believed it at the time. Um, and it took until halfway through the Granite Games for her to kind of believe in it herself, but others believed in her. She ended up winning the Granite Games, the semifinal in Minnesota, and moving on to the CrossFit Games for the first time ever after so many years and really just doing the mom class, the noon class once a day, one hour with a little bit of accessory work once a week. And here she is the 14th fittest woman in the world. Oh man, thanks Scott. I don't think I'll ever get used to that title, but that's awesome. Thanks for having so awesome. me. So when we had you on last, one of the things you were looking forward to the most was the swag. Oh yeah. <laughs> did, did, it, did it meet all of your expectations? Oh, it blew my expectations away. Um, so we get to, we check in, we get to the Nobel, Noble tent, and I'm sure you saw pictures of how they dimmed the lights. We have our own lockers. There's a Dave Castro voice in the background just saying like, Katrin is your 2015 champ. And then they'll do a little audio. Tia is your champ. So just like this inspirational music, they're crowning champions and we're trying on this Noble gear. So it was so neat and I love, they gave us our locker and in our locker had six pairs of shoes, shirts, pants, and shorts. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Kind of try on the shirt, make sure it all fits. And then after it fits, I'm like, okay, great. And then the noble representative who was helping me was like, okay, we'll go get your stuff. And then they come back and bring two huge duffel bags, just full of noble stuff. So I was like, I'm content with what was in the locker, but then they just blew my expectation away with all of the duffel bags full of clothes, shoes, everything it was amazing. a hat and bathing suits and yeah any pack right I mean everything and I yeah. was like I don't even know what to wear because I have so many options so leaving that getting my clothes I went back to my hotel room laid it all out on the bed just kind of took my classic picture and was just couldn't even fathom how we get this much noble stuff but it was amazing so was that the moment it kind of sunk in <clears throat> that you had made the games? Yes, that and then that evening was the athlete dinner and being at the athlete dinner and sitting right next to, oh, there's Noah Olson. Oh, there's Catherine Davis' daughter. And then Dave Castro walks in and makes his famous announcement. It was in that moment that I kind of like sunk it all in. It was like, I get to be a part of this, not just watch it at home from my iPhone. So then I have a weird question for you is that you, you've been in the sport a very long time. You started in the regionals in 2014, but right. this is your rookie year. Were you kind of looked at as a rookie or were you looked at as more of an elder statesman in the sport? I felt like a rookie and I'm sure they looked at me like a rookie, but I still made every intention. Like if I could talk to an athlete, I would just more of like the rookie fan girl in me. If I'm walking next to Christy Irmo, I'm going to talk to her. Or if I'm walking next to um, Haley Adams, I'm going to try and spark up conversation. They, I wouldn't say they went out of their way to get to know me, but I went out of my way to get to know them. 
but they were all so nice. I didn't, I couldn't believe how everybody was just so sweet. And did you, did you make a lot of friends at the games? Cause this was your first time. Yeah. I made friends with a few people. Of course, Emma Carey, you know, I love her. Me and her were friends all night for all day and all weekend. And then um, Bailey Rayle, I talked to her quite a bit. And then actually like Tia Toomey was super sweet to talk to. And I was able to talk to her on multiple days, multiple occasions. So just little random ones, but I for sure tried to talk to my favorites. <laughs> and so in the opening, I, I said, you're America's darling. And I think so that the reason I say that is everything you did over this week was with pure joy. Every time you looked at the floor, you had a big smile on your face and there's a moment we're going to get to in a, in a few minutes mm -hmm. that was my, was probably my second favorite moment of the week. Really? Okay. I'd love to hear it. And so we're going to go through the events one by one. Okay. And when we get there, I'll, I'll touch on it. But okay. um, I just, I, I want the fans to know, like, if you were there in person, because I'm not sure how it came through on the broadcast. Right. You just seem so happy to be there. That's so sweet. Um, well, I'll so, tell you, it was true joy to be there. So I'm glad that emotion was able to come through because that, that wasn't a show. That was my heart. So before you go through the events, so who all did you bring with you? Who traveled with you to Madison? So I traveled there alone. So I was alone Monday through Wednesday. And then my husband got there late Tuesday night. So I had my husband there who was backstage, who was my coach. And then... I had so many members from my gym come. Late Longo was there. I'm sure you saw him. Yeah. Uh, the owners of the gym were there. My sister and brother-in-law, people from our church, some of my husband's friends. Like it was just a, not a random crew because they all usually go to renew strength, but a good crew that was just ready to support me all weekend. I even told them we would um, walk into dinner like Wednesday night. Ariel. And they would just chant. And so I told them you could, um, after Sunday hit and the weekend was over, I was like, I don't want to ever hear you chant my name again, <laughs> but they made the most of their cheering. That's for sure. Yeah. Everywhere you went, you heard the aerial. I did. Aerial and actually chant. Thursday we hung out at Bender village and just kind of saw what the games was about on that side of the stage. Even I'd walk in there and they would chant and I'm like, okay, you can't do that anymore. You <laughs> They just, they were loving it. They were good little fan girls all weekend. It was cute. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get to the first, the first event. And that was swim paddle. Right. Uh, the shock of the kayak instead of a paddle board. Right. Um, how did, how did you feel about that? I was a little bit excited because I feel like everybody had practiced the laying on your belly paddle board. So when they announced kayak, I don't, I don't know if anybody really practiced kayaking. So it was a neat little twist. I'd imagine nobody else practiced it, but it was neat because this is the first day of the CrossFit Games. So tensions are high. We get to the venue at 7 a.m. They load us on the bus. I still remember driving on the bus and I look over at a car's bumper sticker and it said, don't blink. And I was just like, interesting. And I kind of relate that to in that moment, okay, don't blink. The games will be over before you know it. Soak in every minute, even if you hate some workouts. <laughs> so we drive there, we get to the beach and there's already a crowd there. And it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. And that kind of surprised me. They 
go over the logistics of some of the events. And then they're like, okay, get ready to swim. It's time to go. And we had about 10 minutes to um, get chipped, get chipped. Put our on, go to the bathroom. So it was a little bit of a scramble to even get started on event one. And I just remember walking down onto the beach and we were just in the water waiting for Dave Castro to give us three, two, one, go. And it was just such a surreal moment that I'm about to start the CrossFit games and there's Dave Castro and I'm with all the athletes. But I think the funniest thing about that event is we're lined up. We've got about three minutes till we go. And of course my husband's there just screaming his head off and he's just, Ariel, let's go. Don't be afraid to die. And then he said, everybody just looked at him and he was like, metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) So funny, but that event for me, Um, I haven't been that scared in a long time. I made the mistake of lining up right. It was all the girls and then the guys. And I was literally shoulder to shoulder with the guys. So three, two, one, go. And all the guys just kind of merged into the girls. So it was a matter of like, just keep your head above water, breathe. Okay, you're okay. Calm your heart rate. Just like trying to calm myself. So it really wasn't until halfway through the mile when we made the turnaround that I found my rhythm and just could move. But at that point it was a little too late, (laughs) but that event was fun. It was definitely just overwhelming practicing in open water or doing Mm -hmm. it in open water because I'd never swam in open water before. Usually it's here in Texas, we have lap pools, we have um, outdoor pools, but nothing like open water. So that was a challenge for sure. So we talked to uh, Lazar Jukic And he talked about the kayak being like the moment he realized he was in the games because you're kind of out there by yourself. It's just you and your thoughts. You can see the skyline of Madison and you're just kind of, it just kind of overwhelmed him at that moment. What was the kayak like for you? The kayak was honest. It was hard. Don't get me wrong. But I remember getting to a point where I'm like, okay, this is hard. (laughs) this is hard. And it was a little bit boring, kind of just sitting there by yourself. But I definitely thought it was neat that um, as soon as I got on the kayak, I was right next to Reagan Huckabee. And she leaned over and was like, oh, a fellow, a fellow mom. And we'd kind of like chatted for a few minutes. And I remember just being like, oh, this is cool. These ladies aren't out here to like, um, chew my head off, be super competitive. Like she was still sweet and we talked for a minute and then we got back to kayaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then we moved to event two and and who is the cute one who has just joined us? Oh yeah, that's little Blakely. (laughs) That's my daughter. (laughs) Event two, I remember specifically because I was in the final heat. This was the sled drag, flip the pig. And I remember walking onto the field and just having so much joy and soaking in who gets to stand next to Tia Toomey and compete with her. Not many people can say that they've done that. So I just remember like, I don't care what happens in this event. I am so thankful to be here. This is a huge bucket list that I just get get to check off my bucket list. And I want to say I was lined up right next to Cara Webb as well, Cara Saunders. So just that whole event, I was just like, this is so awesome. I'm right next to Cara Saunders. Tia's a few lanes down and Annie's a few lanes down and just soaking in the the grandness of the games. But I do remember specifically that a workout had a lot of muscle ups in and my arms were so fatigued from that kayak. 
that's uh, when it truly kicked in that I was like, wow, okay, the fatigue is already set in and this is event two. What's the weekend going to look like? <laughs> so had so, you had a chance to practice with a pig or to practice the, the flipping at all? No. And actually backstage, we only got three flips and they're like, you get three flips. That's it per athlete. So I was able to flip it once, but it took all my might. And then the second one, I couldn't even get it off the ground. And they're like, okay, that counts as an attempt. You have one more. And so I was able to thankfully get my last one, but going into that event, I was like, okay, this is going to be a little rough because I can only flip it twice and I've got to flip it 10 times. But thankfully on the competition floor, I was able to get it up and over, but that was a little bit of a challenge. And that had to be like a realization too, because that's at the games is it's famous for the odd objects, right? Right. You get to do your first odd object. You've already mm -hmm. done the big swim that that's kind of famous at the games and you're kind of like getting head first right into all of the fun things right. about being a games athlete. And it kind of made me a little envious because some of these athletes get the opportunity to train with a pig because they have connections or they have a little bit more money to buy one. So I was like, oh, this would really help to know, okay, do I need to scoot back more? Do I lean forward more? Like just like a little bit of cues that might've helped a little bit more. But in the moment I did it, so I can't, can't take too much away from it. Hey, Matt Fraser struggled with it and then okay, went on good. to win the games five times, right? That's right, <laughs> redemption. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So you go from that event to then the sprint. Sprint. So this was when it actually kicked in that, wow, this is going to be a tough weekend because I was in the final heat and the woman went last. Immediately after finishing that, we didn't even get to go back get water. They were like, okay, here's your sprint course. Come jog it out with us. And so we jogged in reverse the 500 meter, meter sprint. And then that was our warm up area in the sun with some waters if you needed it. And that's when it kicked in like, oh, I'm fatigued. Wait, we have another event right now. I need to control my heart rate, cool my body down and all that. So that's when it actually kicked in. Like, this is going to be a weekend full of just back to back to back to back. But the 500 meter sprint was a lot of fun. And I don't know if you saw me and Jessica Griffith were like battling it out right at the end. Soon as we finished, we both said we should have pushed harder in the beginning because we both still had more in the tank at the end. So that was one event that you, you can't go all out sprint, but you can't pace it. And we were like right in the middle of the pacing and then trying to sprint. So we just should have gone a little bit faster. Well, and the cool thing about it is you're fatigued, but your, your placings kept getting better and better, better, and, better. and better, right? And Throughout the day. Is I, the whole weekend, I'd only look at the leaderboard at dinner in the evening. I'd be like, okay, tell me what happened on the events. Where did I place? How did I do? So at this point, I didn't realize I got 30th on the swim. And then I didn't realize I was getting better until that evening. Um, one thing that I didn't even mention about event two was they had scored me wrong on the leaderboard and I didn't even check it because I'm not checking the leaderboard, but my husband noticed and he said, Hey, they have you as, um, you finished the pig, the pig flip and you didn't even touch the sled. When in reality, I was a few feet away from pulling the sled. And he's like, I think you need to try and dispute it. And I'm like, I don't, I haven't even looked at the leaderboard. So him realizing that and kind of just like being on the lookout for me saved me. I think it moved me from 
ending the day in 21st to ending the day in 20th. So he saved me a bunch of points on the leaderboard. So that was a huge help from him. Yeah. Well, then you get to finish the day with um, yeah. kind of the callback to the open mm -hmm. uh, with the wall walks and thrusters, a little bit heavier thruster, right? 10 to one and uh, your best finish of the day. Best finish. And it was so much fun. Me and Emma Carey just battled it out on the floor, but I had a feeling going into that one, it was going to be good for me because I enjoy wall walks. And I'd like to think I can move a heavy barbell decently. So going out there and executing and just kind of staying in my own lane and moving was definitely a great way to end the day. That one was fun. And I remember specifically that workout being in the Coliseum for the first time. And it was on the round of the five, four, three, two, one, just hearing them scream. And I remember just like feeling their energy and I would run to the bar and pick it up because they were screaming. So just like actually feeling the Coliseum's energy for the first time. And did you feel the heat and the thickness and the humidity? I did. So I don't usually sweat like from my face. If I'm going to sweat, I'm more of like a back sweater. That's the first time working out that I was like dripping from my face as I'm going down. And I wore sweatbands and I'm glad I did because I actually felt it big time. I don't know if you heard, but they actually found out that the air conditioning was not working properly Really, in no, the, in the arena that. that night. And that's why and everybody's been talking about how hot it was. That's and I was just sitting that. in the stands and I was dying. So I can't even imagine being on the floor. No, I just assumed. I don't know what I assumed, but wow. No, I didn't realize that. I heard. I think someone said like they thought it was just another trick by Dave to make right. it even harder. But no, they actually, um, Dave inquired about the air conditioning and uh, they told him it, it's working fine. And then two days later, come to find out it was not at all. That makes sense. Cause it was so sweaty down there. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I remember a highlight of that event too was as soon as I finished the buttery bros were right at the finish line. So they interviewed me for a quick second and then put it on one of their YouTube things. So that's a fan girl inside of me. Every CrossFitters know the buttery bros. So I was excited about that yeah that's always awesome to be to appear on one of theirs their episodes yeah so you finish you finish wednesday in 20th place mm -hmm. uh so basically top half right and uh you get to you get a rest day right what was what was the rest day for you the rest day for me was kind of enjoying the people that were at the game. So at that point, my brother-in-law and sister were there. My husband was there. One of our friends was there. So we woke up, we got a nice breakfast. We kind of walked around Madison, explored the town. And then we went to Vendor Village and kind of saw that side of the CrossFit. But really it was a soak in Madison day. So let's see how beautiful the college campus is. Let's get some local food. Let's walk around the CrossFit games as just a spectator, not an athlete who has to be mentally prepared. So that day was a lot of fun because I actually felt like I enjoyed the town. Yeah. So then we move into Friday and uh, we start off with the rope ski sandbag. Yeah. That and event, um, it was tough mentally going into it. I don't know why, but I just kind of woke up in a funk and I wasn't wanting to compete 
at that event for some reason. So I remember walking out on the floor and just being, and just praying like, God changed my heart. I should be thankful. Why do I feel this way right now? And we were lined up in the tunnel, literally about to run out on the field. And I see one of the members from our church and he, him and his wife just look at me and they're like, Ariel. And they were just so excited screaming for me. And in that moment, everything changed. And I was like, they flew all the way from Texas. They're here screaming my name. Like, and I was just so thankful. I made eye contact with them and saw them. And then from there, my heart just instantly flipped and I was ready to compete. <laughs> but That's that event awesome. too was like the pig with the sandbag backstage. I had a lot of trouble picking up that. Um, what did they call it? Cheese curd? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually based on the, I think it's the Heffelstone from, okay, yeah. from Iceland. So I had a lot of trouble backstage. Um, Reagan Huxley's coach, I think his name is CJ from Invictus, actually mm -hmm. felt sorry for me. So he came over and he's like, try grabbing it like this. This helped Reagan. And so I was just thankful. I mean, he could even easily be like, okay, screw the rookie. Let yeah. him go out there. So that event, I was just happy to pick up the bag and be able to walk with it and not have any trouble. That's also event that I replay a little bit in my head because I had two people at the very end that beat me and I wish I would have pushed a little bit harder and that then I would have beat those two people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then we move on to events six and seven, which were oh, yeah. essentially uh, the same two workouts, one <laughs> with a little bit heavier barbell. And this is where my moment comes in. Yeah. Okay, I'll um, tell mine, then you tell yours. I want to hear my it. Second, my second favorite moment of the week uh, with you was in event seven. Mm -hmm. But so let's let's walk through event six first, right? So okay. it's a little bit longer run, lighter barbells, and you have to go through, and you actually finished uh, 14th in that yeah. event. Not bad. It could have been better. I felt amazing on the runs. That's the first time throughout the weekend that I was like, okay, I've been practicing on my running and it's paying off because I was holding the lead on that. I just, I still am so mad. I couldn't get that last 205. I hit all the barbells. I got to 205, tried to clean it and it just didn't go hundred percent right. So I had to take a second back reset and then clean it. And then I got up on the finished mat. But if I would have got it the first time, it would have made a huge difference in placing, but I would have, should have, could have, I can't think of that now. So that was announced. We do that. And then Dave's like, okay, heavier barbells, the run's a little bit shorter. And I remember just backstage being a little concerned because my knee had hurt at this time. And I haven't cleaned more than 215 pre-baby or post-baby. And so I was like, okay, I just really want to clean 215. If I have a chance to get 220, I'll just keep trying it until the eight minute cap runs out. And before we went on to the event, my husband just prayed over my knee and was like, I I will pray for you, but you have to have faith that the Lord can heal you. And you have to just go out there and trust that he can do what he says. So that's exactly what I did. And I hit 210. I was like, okay, this is great. I feel great. And I remember just running and just being like, okay, I guess I'll try 215. And then I hit it and I'm just like, this is great. And then I'd run, come back. Okay, I guess I'll try 220. And then just each time it was like, okay, I guess I'll try it. Oh my goodness, I hit it. And then I would just be like, this is great. And I remember just throwing my hands up in the air and then I'd run. I'd say a little prayer. I'd hit it, throw my hands up in the air, run. It was just like the same cycle for all of these cleans. So to clean that 230 and jump on the 
the ending, it was just, I couldn't have asked for a better event to surprise myself and just so thankful. I think what, what made that event so cool to me is you, the jump after every attempt, right? That you hit. And then you jump like, oh, like in, it was pure, pure joy and surprise. And surprise, exactly. Every time. And then you're like, oh, shoot, I got to run. And then you like, exactly. And, and it just, and it happened three times in a row. Or yeah. The 220, and, 225, 230. Cause those were the three barbells that I was like, I'll attempt it for eight minutes until the cap runs out. So to hit it was just like, wait, what? I just hit this. Oh, wait, I've got to finish the event. And then I'd run exactly like you said. Yeah, that's probably the highlight of my CrossFit Games this season. Just the unexpected surprise, which to me was just kind of my season. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. And then it's like, oh, here you go. Here's a PR to clean. Here's a great game. So just so much fun. So you hit three PRs, right? Yeah, three PRs. Mm -hmm. Three PRs in that event. Yeah. And I think what the beautiful part of that is, it didn't even matter where you finished. No, I don't even know what I placed on that. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It, I mean, I can tell you, but it doesn't matter, right? Because no, like, uh -uh. what happened in that event was so cool that it doesn't even matter. Exactly. And that's one moment I will definitely remember probably the rest of my life. So, so that was my second favorite moment from this year's games. That's so sweet. And um, the only thing that topped it was Annie's emotion at the end. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Um, and so, yeah, number two. And then we move on to the handstand walk course, which right. you kind of crushed. That was an event. I, I love handstand walk. So I was excited for that one. It still cracks me up because I remember I wore my Reeboks just in case I got first place. I'd get the Reeboks bonus. So like going into it expecting to do great and I remember walking on my hands over the obstacle and I just hear the announcer saying like oh look at how fast she's going she's flying and I remember selfishly thinking like yeah they're talking about me and then little do I know I look over and Daniel Brandon's like already at the end and I'm like they were not talking about <laughs> me they were talking about Daniel Brandon and that's when I realized like I thought I was fast on my hands but wow that's another level fast yeah Amazing. that was that was non-human non-human yeah exactly what she did um but for you I mean you still did amazing um yeah, that, that what she did was just another level yeah but, you can't even talk about it yeah right. that event was definitely a lot of fun I remember we got all the way down the obstacle courses all the way back and the fatigue hit hard on the last up the stairs over the parallettes down the ramp I went back and watched the replay and it was like me and Mallory O'Brien both like our shoulders both said ouch at the same moment and I would attempt it come down she would attempt it come down and so we were battling it out right at the end and she hit it first and I tried to catch her and I think in the end I might have got her by a few seconds but that's the first time that I was like wow my shoulders are so fatigued I cannot even barely handstand walk this is a problem <laughs> but that event was a lot of fun and if I remember, you, you grew up as a gymnast, right? So right. that that was kind of your jam. Yeah. And you still felt jam. that fatigue. Exactly. Exactly. So we end the night on probably the worst workout ever. Um, yes. It was actually programmed at our gym yesterday. Um, Did you do it? 
I did not. I actually just had a back procedure on Thursday. So I am. So I'm just in rehab mode, but I got to watch people die. (laughs) There you go. Um, So the 2159 Echo Bike Snatch event. Right. Uh, Apparently these are not your jam. Not my jam at all. And going into it, I just had PR my clean, did well in the handstand walk. So I was still on a little bit of a high and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll push myself and I'll do really good at this event. And then three, two, one, go hit. And this event killed me. I have nothing else to say. It just killed me. And I, I know bike is a weakness, but I didn't realize how much of a weakness it was until I got on the floor. And I think in that event, I know for a fact I got last place. Um, and which is fine. I know what I need to work on, but it just kind of stunk ending the night on that workout beating me up. And then uh, my husband tells me, he's like, oh, you did great. You did great. You did great. And then you got last place, (laughs) which to me is a little comical, but it just shows what I need to work on and what I need to improve on. Cause I did well on the 21, 21, but it was under fatigue on the bike. I need to learn to push the pace, but I can only do that if I do it in practice. So I know exactly what I need to work on, but it was very humbling. So then Saturday night or Saturday or Friday night happens and you wake up yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, the cuts. Yeah. The cuts happened that night. So I was, I don't even know what I ended the day in, but I know I didn't get cut. So I was just happy to be like, okay, I'm in the top 30. We can only go up from here. Yeah, I think you were doing way better than top 30. <laughs> I think so. I, I think most of the weekend you were in the the, the next to last heat at the right. worst. Right. So yeah. you you were in that top 20 pretty consistent. Uh, so next morning comes and you're, I think if I remember right, you were like 18th or something like that. I think like you're that. right. I was in the top 20. And after the next event, they cut to the top 20. Right. Yeah. So I remember but, waking up. Go ahead. Sorry. But you were like an 18th, so it wasn't like you were clear, but you were in a right. pretty good place. Yeah. So I remember I loved this next workout. It was the running and toaster bar workout. Yeah. And I remember going into it, just having a good feeling. I love to run every morning training for the games. I'd wake up on Saturdays and run three plus miles. So this was just a normal, I'm waking up on Saturday. I'm going to go for my run. And they had it surrounding I'm sure you saw it surrounded the Coliseum so you've just got people screaming your name the whole time which was such a cool experience so I, I went into that event fairly confident but I later find out um my husband said he couldn't even watch that event he could barely watch it he was so nervous he's like I don't know what's gonna happen she's 18 she might get cut if she doesn't do well so he said he was just like literally at the back of the stadium just like twiddling his thumbs the whole time so I remember just that event I was confident, but I didn't realize he was freaking out so much, just running and just um, like singing worship music the whole time and just being so thankful that like, I just get to do my three mile run that I usually do on Saturdays, some toast bar, which I love. And I think I did fairly well in that event and then made the cut to the top 20. So from there, it was just, that was my goal all along, be in the top 20. So I was so very excited. You're used to the run. Mm-hmm. What did the toast bar do for you? Did they, were they... Did, were they an inconvenience? Were they something you looked forward to? They were something I looked forward to. They weren't that hard and the bars they had on the Zeus rig were very tacky. So you would jump up and it's like your hands were just like stuck to them versus like slippery bars. So I remember really liking the bars they had there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That event was fun. Yeah. All the new stuff gets put out for the games, you know? Yeah. And I was happy in that event. I think two people were ahead of me by 30 seconds and then the person behind me was 30 seconds behind. So never did I have to like kick it into third drive at the end. I had like a comfortable, okay, I can't catch them. They can't catch me. Just do your thing and finish this event. Did you do your Toaster Bar Unbroken? I did. I love Toaster Bar though. So I did. Mm-hmm. So then we move into uh, the pegboard overhead squat and heavy double unders, Mm -hmm. which maybe this is your jam too. Exactly. (laughs) So that jump rope, I don't know if you've ever felt one, but it is heavy. I remember when they gave it to us, I was so worried because each handle is probably, it feels like five pounds in each handle. But once you start double undering, it didn't make that big of a difference. This event was definitely probably my second favorite event, just because it was just like what you do at the gym. You do this, you do that, and you just AMRAP. Just keep moving for 11 minutes. And I remember I love pegboards and I was so mad. Pegboard number one, amazing. Pegboard number two, I get to the top. And as I'm coming down, I guess I leaned back too far and both of my pegs come out. So I just remember being close to the top and just falling all the way down on my crash mat. Thankfully I fell with my pegs. So I just got up put them back in the holes and kept climbing up. <laughs> but I felt like that event, I because I fell on the second round, I was just coming up from behind the whole time. Whereas I would have loved to just start in the lead and try and hang on to the lead. But that event was definitely fun. And I was right next to Emma McQuaid. And I felt like I would pegboard a little bit faster, but she'd be faster on the squats and then we'd catch each other. So it was a fun little race between me and her on that one. But that was definitely a fun workout. Yeah, a lot of people seem to fall off of the pegboard, which which you didn't see a lot in the past. Was there Mm -hmm. something, well, you wouldn't, this was your first time. So it was the first time on that kind of glass. Yeah, I did reach out to Christy Aramo afterwards because I had posted something and she commented and she was like, yeah, that pegboard was very slippery. She's like, I fell like that multiple times as well. So I wasn't the only athlete who had um, slippery problems or just the pegs would come out. It was a little tricky. Because yeah, I know Haley famously fell out too from like mm-hmm. the top. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was a lot of like the big, bigger named athletes kind of had yeah. trouble with that. Mm-hmm. But that event surprised me for sure. So then we, we get to the, the strength event, the big one rep max snatch. Mm-hmm. And you got, to, you got to compete in it, which is pretty cool. You're in the Coliseum. Yeah. The crowd goes nuts for that event. Oh yeah. Did you make it to the single platform or were you still on the doubles? I did not. I almost did. I got out. I hit 180, tried 185. I was under it and then I just lost it behind me and I wasn't, I had kind of stepped up to try it again, but that event was more fun to go back and watch the replay than it was to be out there on the floor for me because I was so fatigued that at this point I was like, man, 175 feels so heavy. 180 feels so heavy. I was like, just please don't get hurt because I'm in the top 20. That's my goal. I just want to finish the game. So I just remember the snatch event was just don't get hurt. Hit what you can. If you miss a lift, just let it go. I don't need to be trying 185 back to back fatigued and hurt myself. So going into that event, I was already nervous to get hurt. And then I remember getting off the floor. And then next up was Brooke Wells injury and just being like, oh, 
that's exactly what I was feeling. The fatigue, I didn't want to get hurt. Now someone got hurt. So that experience shook me up a little bit. I'm sure it did hurt too. And after that had happened, they brought her through the tunnel backstage and I can still just hear the way she was screaming and wailing. Like my heart just broke for her. It was traumatic. Not my yeah. favorite way to end Saturday night. I'm sure not hers either. No. And did you did you have to do a tiebreaker? I did. It was me, Amanda Barnhart, Mal O'Brien, and maybe Emma Tall. One so and then so we went head to head. Um, Amanda Barnhart beat me, of course. She's strength queen. And then I think it was me, Mal, and then Emma. But okay. the tiebreaker was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then you were really fatigued that night. And if you look at your results on Sunday, when you're, when you're going to finish it up, you didn't have that typical, like get better as the day goes on. Right. Right. So did it hit you pretty hard Saturday night that you were, you had done a lot of volume? Volume and just kind of mentally hit me Saturday night because the workout, so you finish a workout you warm up, you're a little stressed for the workout, and then you relax when it's over. And then they move you to the Coliseum, and it's like, here's the next workout. And mentally, you're already configuring, you do the workout, then you rest. And then here's the next workout. So it's kind of like a mental roller coaster of like, prepare, compete, now try and relax. So mentally, it was more of like, my brain needs a rest. I need to kind of step away from the competition floor because it's just a lot. It's a lot of CrossFit, making sure you're warmed up, you don't tweak anything you prepare well, you perform well. So really Saturday night was like, okay, my body's tired, but also my mind is tired. So Sunday came and my shift was more like, okay, don't get hurt and enjoy the last day of the games. And you start off with the, the cheese curd, hay bale, <laughs> GHD. Right, which was fun. I remember in the moment of the workout, kind of just like wanting to watch Tia because I think um, I had moved the yoke forward like one of the sections and I hear that she's almost completed it and just being like she is amazing we're doing the exact same workout I made it 50 feet she made it almost the whole length of the field like that's superhuman another level so in that moment I was mad I couldn't watch it and I had to be on the floor going through the pain so I was actually in her lane with my camera and I actually have, I have a picture and I kid you not, it's like that far that she was from finishing. That's insane. Um, yeah. So cool. Yeah, well, it's actually more than that because the front of the yoke was that close. And I think the back of the okay. yoke had to actually be into the blue, right? What they always told us was the white is where you finish. So when you need to step into the white, it's like if it's paint, step in the paint. Okay. So super close. Yeah, that, so, the, so, pro, so then what, three feet, she was away from yeah. finishing it, but. Which is the difference of like two seconds, which is unreal. I didn't realize though in that event, I didn't realize how slow my GHDs were. I would be on 17 and Emma McQuaid next to me would already be done. So I was like, okay, I found another weakness that I need to work on, which is getting just a little bit faster at GHDs. But that event was actually a lot of fun. I liked the style of the two, 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 three. Yeah, I, I really, I, they found gold with that one. I think it's a really cool concept. I do too. Um, you know, after the fact, Davis said that his intention was for nobody to finish it in the really? first, in the first uh, increment or second increment. 
And so he oh. thinks he missed misgaged the athleticism of everyone. Okay. Um, and so my guess is you'll probably see that again but with harder. a different yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I didn't hear that. Yeah. So yet, if you don't know, they 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 started a podcast, a CrossFit Games podcast. Okay. That Dave is on with Chase Ingram, and he had Daniel Brandon on this this week. And he talks about the first day's events and some of the, the mistakes they made. Oh, I'll have to go and listen to it. So, and it usually gives you clues as to what then he is going to fix in a future right. games. Right, take away from it. Yeah. yeah. So then you get to event 14 and it is the freestanding, freestanding handstand pushups. Mm -hmm. I called this one. We, they walked us out onto the Coliseum floor and I saw the mats and I was like, we're doing freestanding handstand pushups. I knew it was coming eventually. Mm -hmm. It was a twist. It was a twist for sure. Had you practiced that at all? No, not at all. But I'm so confident on my hands. I remember being like, this is my workout. I'm so excited. And backstage, they showed the standard. And of course, everybody had questions. This one took a while to brief. And then we tried it and it was difficult. But backstage, Mine were flawless. Like I remember doing them, it's a push up, walk forward, down, up, and down. And then I get onto the competition floor and it was like my brain just died and I couldn't remember how I did it backstage. <laughs> but this event was so much fun. And while everybody was worried about the handstand push ups, I was excited for the handstand push ups, but worried about the deadlift. And ultimately, it was the deadlifts that stopped me in my tracks. I think I finished the six, 10, and 14. I got 10 of the 14 or maybe eight of the 14 and just, I couldn't pick up that bar one more time. Yeah. I, th I think I remember watching you and you, you went to singles. Yeah. Singles. Pretty quick. And then eventually I had 90 seconds left, made three more attempts and that bar just was glued to the floor. <laughs> There's nothing left. Well, Amy has been trying to do the freestanding handstand pushup since yeah. we've gotten back. She's How's up to it. A, she can do the half rep up. It's getting it yeah. like reset that is the difficult part. I agree. Yeah, I can't control the dis. I can't come down. I can't bring my legs and arms down at the same time. I just can't get the balance to do it yet. That's the hardest part was I thought it would be <laughs> kick up at a handstand, walk your hands to the line, and then that's when the rep counts. But it's the whole coming back to the tripod yeah. that changes everything. Yes. Yeah. All right, so then we finish up with uh, the classic, as our co-host Kat likes to say, the CrossFit march to the finish. Right. Exactly, blend it out. Yeah, and so you do the 600 meter row into the chest of bars, into the three different kinds of lunges. Right, this event was actually a lot of fun. My highlight of the event was I was lined up. Me and Emma McQuaid had kind of been battling it out. I felt like on the last few days, she would pull ahead, I would pull ahead. And so she was right next to me and Sam Briggs was right behind us and she's cheering for McQuaid. And I remember before we started, I got to know Sam Briggs pretty well. And she's one of my favorites because she's just so goofy backstage. And I was like, hey, if you're cheering for McQuaid, you got to cheer for me too. So I remember just rowing and I hear her yelling for me and just how surreal it is that everybody knows Sam Briggs. She's won it. She's competed for years. She's kind of like a Spirit of the Games Awards, she should get it at some point. But I just remember soaking in like last event of the game, Sam Briggs right behind me and she's cheering for me. How cool is that? 
And I just loved the format of the 15 move forward, 15 move forward have on the chest of bars. So it was just neat to see the progression and like you can kind of gauge where all the athletes were. Yeah, it was a really cool looking event. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they do a great job of that. Like that classic march down the, the, the floor yeah. to the finish. Um, and so it was really epic. And you really finished the last day pretty consistently, like in that that 13 to 15 range. Exactly. Where you finished 14th for the weekend. Um, so overall, when you came in, what were your expectations? Did you expect to be top 20? I was hoping to be top 20. So I, the goal was, of course, top 20, get paid. I'd love to get reimbursed for my trip, get paid. So the goal was getting the top 20 and just say that I'm in the top half of the CrossFit Games athlete. So I remember going into Saturday and I was in 18th and being like, this is great. I'm already beating my goal. And then, so to end in 14th, that never even crossed my mind to be in the top 15. So I was just so ecstatic about that. I think even 14th and I was like, what, within less than 10 points away from 13th too. So just really close margins. It just blew my expectation away. And Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, you had a top 10 finish. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm awesome which is huge 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 top 10 finish at the games is not too shabby I know so exciting and even with I always say like Hampton walk is my only jam but on the wall walks and heavy thrusters that's not what I would expect so it's just neat to surprise myself and show that I can hang and the pegboard yeah and the pegboard yeah which is so funny because I remember practicing the pegboard after the open wad 21.3 and I couldn't even do one I don't know if it's because I was so fatigued but I remember just like if I want to make to the games I have to be able to do pegboard and so to see my progression slowly get better was so exciting so you went from retirement (laughs) to a CrossFit Games athlete Mm -hmm. just doing an hour a day now you're the 14th fittest woman in the world. Awesome. So what now changes moving into next season? Right now, my focus is I got invited to the Rogue Invitational. So I am so excited that's here in Austin, Texas. So right now my focus is, okay, I proved I could hang at the games. Let's tweak a few things and really attack this Invitational. And then after the Invitational, I'll kind of see what does next season look like? But right now my eyes are set to the Invitational, which to me is another event that I've always seen, I've always heard about. So to get to be a part of it is amazing. I actually, this is goofy. We were supposed to go to Costa Rica that weekend, me and my husband for a wedding. And then we get the Invitational letter and I'm like, only 20 women get invited to this. I cannot pass up on the opportunity to go to the Invitational. So we canceled our Costa Rica plans and now we're going to the Invitational. And the prize purse for Rogue is what, over $1.25 million? Right. And they are going to hook us up, Scott. So they pay for our hotel. They compensate us for travel fees. And then even if you get 20th place, you're still getting a decent prize buddy. So I think it's going to be another really fun event and really fun weekend. So I'm excited. 
Yeah, I I got to judge at the at the online version of the Rogue. Okay. Um, and man, they took care of us in See? ways that no other event ever did. Right. Are you gonna go to in Austin? I'm, yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I'm just going as a volunteer, um, okay. but on the media team for the volunteers down there. Oh, how fun! So they're gonna probably hook it up for you as well. Yeah, I hope so. I've never done media as a volunteer. I've always been a judge or security. And mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great there. I live in Columbus, Ohio. We are rogue fans because um, yeah. it's like our little company here. Do you know um, why they moved it from Ohio to Texas? Um, well, I know they have a home down there. The, like okay. Katie and um, Bill have a home down there. Mm-hmm. But, and also the, the, the actual facility has expanded here at Ohio to a point where, where they held it last time, there's that space is gone. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, Cause they've actually tripled their workforce after COVID. Wow. Tripled. Yeah. Oh, because everybody wants workout stuff. Makes sense. Yeah. Wow. yeah and so the facility is massive now. Um, and, and the grass area that was there is now parking lot. Wow. Okay. That's going to be fun. Um, so, so yeah, you're doing rogue. Um, do you feel like, and, and we, we've talked about your faith in the last podcast. Do you feel like this is a calling to be able to get the word out and that God is putting you in a position where you get to go on podcasts and, and talk about that? I'd love to think this is my platform. I really would. I had some awesome moments at the games with a few um, with a few people where coming to the games, I had memorized some scripture just to encourage myself. And like um, Isaiah 41, 10, like, do not be afraid. I'm your God. I'm with you. I'll strengthen you. So thinking that was for me, I memorized three scriptures specifically. And throughout the weekend, each scripture was for someone else. So like one of my Uber drivers was like, I felt the Lord telling me like, she needs the scripture, share it with her. So where I was selfishly like, doing it for me for encouragement it was for that uber driver and I was able to share it with her so I definitely got to see so many ways God was working at the games way greater than just finishing 14 so in my heart it keeps me focused and not as like so much pressure at the games because I know I'm there for a greater purpose than just to place 14th walk away with prize money and come home there are so many neat moments even just me and my husband him praying over my knee and like leading our family in prayer and what it means to like trust God and have faith. It was an awesome weekend of, of that. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, we're, we're friends with Emma Carey too. Right. And, you know, she always talks about how whenever she's practicing and whenever she's training that in her head, it's God gave me a gift to use. Right. And if I, lay up in practice or if I lay up in training, then I am, I am messing with a gift that God gave me. Right. And I see so many similarities between the two of you. And it, it does not surprise me that the two of you hung out um, oh, yeah. for the week. She and I think like you, you're both being called to a greater purpose um, in, in this sport and, and to be able, cause it's been that way on the men's side a lot. Right. Right. You know, like Rich and Dan and all did always um, used it as their platform. And on the women's side, it hasn't been as prevalent. And mm-hmm. um, 
and I think that you guys are the are the next chapter for that. Right. And I think, like you said, that's why we bonded so much is it's two people with like the same heart. It's encouraging to see. And so what changes for you next season? It, are you going to put more time into this? Um, or do you think that the plan should stay the same because being more relaxed is what helped you get to where you are? Yeah, I think it kind of stays the same because I still, I trained for the games very hard, but I sacrificed a lot of time <clears throat> with my daughter. And I don't want that to be every summer. I don't go to the pool with my daughter because I'm swimming in the pool or I'm training. So I definitely want to keep my workout regimen the same and just hone in a little bit more still on my weaknesses because it worked. I didn't finish first, but I also didn't get completely annihilated at the games. So yeah. that's why. And then just surround yourself with good people who encourage you, build you up and just like kind of call you higher because that helps a lot. I think that's got to be a great or a hard temptation because that, that taste of yeah. being so close again, right? Exactly. Um, and to, but to realize that your priority is elsewhere. Right. But it is hard because everybody wants to make it to the games. So how can you be like, oh, I don't want to train to make it to the games again. It's like, that's everybody's dream. So I don't right. know. I'm going to take one event at a time right now. because it's invitational next is the open and then we'll go from there. Cause it is overwhelming yeah. too. And some pressure. I don't want to put unneeded pressure on myself. Yeah. Because what the, the beauty of your story was, is the not having anxiety, not worrying about all those things is right. what helped you get over the hump of doing well at Granite Games and getting to the games. Right. Even at the games, just backstage, nobody expects me to get first. Nobody expects me to get 10th. Whereas some of these other huge athletes, it's expected of them. So I was just happy. I didn't have any of that pressure. I was just out there trying to surprise myself each time. Yeah. So again, I think you were the darling of the CrossFit Games. Um, the pure joy you showed um, was great for you, was great for your message and your calling. And it actually attracted people to your story. And I am so glad that you got a chance to do that and to keep spreading that word. Thanks for following along. That makes me happy. It was a blast. And I'm glad people got to see that. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I want to apologize for Amy. Her internet is dying at her house. And so she kept oh, no. like getting bounced in and out of uh, the conversation. Uh, but she wanted me to say thank you to you. And she really enjoyed uh, getting to talk to you when she could. Perfect. Thanks for having me on. Good luck with your back. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with the Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.